0: Everyone, welcome to backstory sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt.
0: Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you?
1: Well, we have a lot to talk about this episode. Yeah.
0: lots of Like,
1: t- there's been Black Friday.
0: Yeah, that was just recently. When we did that And we episode. made a list, you know, we, like, give the people
1: the ideas for their yeah. shopping. Yeah. You know, I've seen, like, a million other things that I wanted to put on my list after that.
0: Well, uh, I mean, how could you beat the, uh, what was it, the light-up chopsticks? The stage?
1: lightsaber chopstick. Yes, there. lightsaber, yeah.
0: yes, yeah.
1: Well, I have not probably beat that, but I have seen, like, a you know, a lot of items. Uh, in fact, you know, I did have to post one because it was the little Funko, um, you know, miniatures from The Office. And, oh, yeah,
0: the um, bobblehead things.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a mystery. So it's like a, I don't know, we call them grab bags. I know some people call them blind bags, but what did you call them?
0: I don't know. Grab bag, I guess.
1: Yeah, so anyway, you know, you don't, you don't know which one you're getting. Like, when you get the box, it's so cute, and it's got all the characters, and you open it, and then it's like a black bag. So you still don't know who you have. I mean, you know, it's played out pretty long there. And then you open it and you, like, pull out your little person. And, you know, I got Michael Scott.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: And I, you know, I'm so happy for that because, you know, I, I just, um, I love that show. And, and Michael's a boss and, you know, I'm a boss. Right, yeah,
0: that's true.
1: <laughs> We're probably about the same level. <laughs> Oh, you, you know, he used to, like, talk about scared of how much people love him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Kind of. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, but at any rate, um, you know, then there's Thanksgiving, um, and that has passed. And um,
0: Yeah, I'm still eating leftovers.
1: Yeah, like, I did see ads today. If you're tired of leftovers, uh, KFC has, you know, some... Uh, <laughs> for you. However, um, you know, that brings me to the next topic of uh the mystery meets. You know, we're getting ready to do our Christmas show. Actually it's actually two weeks away.
0: Yeah. From
1: today. From today.
0: Um Yeah, time fine
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we have a rooster in that play, like one of the characters so uh, we don't really eat chicken or.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, talk about that because it's Chuckins. Right. Um,
2: yeah.
1: What a cute name, you know. Um, he really was named Chuck, and then I guess just you know just like a play on the word of chickens. Um, and he's named Chuck, so now he's Chuckins.
0: <laughs> Got it.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: So another um, thing going on with with mystery meats is the uh, what is this? Yes,
1: yeah, so the six oh six. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. Yes. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a entrepreneur thing. Where tell us a little bit about
1: it. Yes. Yeah, so um, so it's invest six oh six. And 606 is the area code for a lot of Eastern Kentucky. Right. Um, so in order to apply for this, you have to be a business in the 606. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's an extensive application process of um, a really long application form with thought-provoking questions and, uh, about your business. And right. then a video. And then you wait, like. You oh, you had to the,
0: submit the you had to submit the application
1: and the video. Um. So the video gets submitted with the application.
0: Oh, okay, got
1: it. And um, you know, then you wait. Depending on at what point in the application process, you know, the deadline. Like I was pretty close to the deadline when I even found out about it. So. I didn't have to wait as long as, you know, some others right. that had applied early on. But um so Mystery Meets was chosen to be um one of the finalists to do the pitch. Wow. And this is an amazing program for businesses. Um you know, for one, it gives you a lot of support, so like a network of, so we're, we will be the fifth cohort. Um, so the four other cohorts before us, uh, we will get to meet some of those, um, entrepreneurs and, you know, learn from what they have learned from their business over the years. Okay. And so that's, you know, one benefit is networking and, uh, you know, gaining knowledge, but there's also trainings and, um, you know, there's funds available, um, to, uh, to help you with, uh, advertising Mm -hmm. and getting bookkeeping set up and, you know, just a lot of things like that, that really are so important to businesses, but, you know, you get to, go to after six months. So there's, you have to earn points during the six months by, you know, completing workshops and, um, visiting places that help you to learn more about business or your business, those kinds of things, which are all very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you get enough points by doing those activities, then you get to do a pitch and this will be done live. Um, and all of the, you know, all the competitors will be there doing their pitch one right after the other.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, uh, if your business wins, you get $15,000.
0: Wow. Nice.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, that could make such a difference. Yeah. Uh, mystery meets and, you know, I, I'm sure with all the small businesses, it really could be uh you know, a life changer and in some cases it really could be the difference between surviving or not um, sure. in business. But certainly, you know, I don't know the, what the percentage is off the top of my head of businesses that don't make it past, let's say, you know, one year or whatever, maybe even less. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this certainly gives you a lot of resources to, you know, make the odds on your side a little bit more.
0: Yeah, sure. Having access to money and things like that, and and uh, you know, mentorship and things like and that yes. are always good. So,
1: and, and you don't feel you know so isolated. Like you, you know, you're making new, um, you, just networking. Sure. You know, so you find that other people may have a solution for a problem that you've encountered, even if they have a totally like, you know, there's no one else in the cohort, um, that was doing uh mobile mystery dinner theater. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not surprising really, because, um, you know, we kind of cornered the market on that. (laughs) Um, but, um, You know, there could be, like, website design, um, accounting. Like, all of those things, you know, are common um, topics for businesses. So, uh, it's just really good to have some, some other people that you get to know and get to experience the process with and exchange ideas with. That was really... So, we've had the, you know, the kickoff and... Uh, everybody was introduced and we had photos made and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that so they can promote. And now that's out. Um, I wanted, you know, I was like bursting <laughs> up the seams to tell everyone, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we were not allowed to yet. So, you know, it is, um, we are the first from Knox County um, and that's, you know, first in Knox trying to represent and make Knox County proud of us. There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. So when is the, when is this pitch thing?
1: So, um, there's a pre-pitch that will be in February. Mm -hmm. Uh, right now it's uh, scheduled to be at Hazard, Kentucky. Uh And then, uh, April, so late April will be, uh, the final pitch. Um, and that, is scheduled to be in Pikeville right now, but we were told that, you know, that location is subject to change. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're not uh, sure yet if that definitely will be the site, but, um, yeah, you know, so it's, I mean, it's almost December, so I have definitely been taking advantage of, you know, the opportunities already and thinking about a lot of things to do with business and also, um, so this is, you know, where you can come in as well to this picture is that, you know, I <clears throat> was able to attend the Kentucky Theater Association. Right. We talked about that and Roots of the Bluegrass a little. Um, but that also is, you know, that's a chance to meet playwrights, talk about plays, hear readings, workshops, high school theater, community theater like that's where you want to go if you are at all interested in theater so um it was in pikeville kind of strange you know yeah
0: beautiful down down pikeville
1: (laughs) yeah well you know so now um we can talk about that too because um you were able to win um, in second place in two categories. That's right, I did. I yeah. went the Bluegrass, yeah. so a full length, and then also a one act. So congratulations on that.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. Um,
1: yeah, I you know I love uh, the readings are are so interesting. You know, a lot of good places here.
0: Yeah, there were for sure. Um, the end. The, the readers did a great job too. So uh.
1: yes, exceptional readers. So um, you know that that was a great experience, and um, I just am really excited when I hear new plays, yours included. You know, um, it, it's just um, it's very refreshing to just it's amazing to me that there's so many ideas you know like with all the people in the world there's still like new ideas new spins new ways of approaching topics that make plays so unique and interesting
0: yeah it was uh you know it was it was a good experience uh a couple more plaques for the wall and uh you know i'm happy
1: Yeah, some uh, great photos there too. So, um, (laughs) you know, I just, um, I'm just really proud of you and, uh, you know, all the playwrights that entered and the playwrights that, you know, I mean, it says the judges have said that this was a really hard year uh, to judge because there were a record number of entries and. The quality of the scripts were so good that it made it really hard to narrow it down to just the top three.
0: Yeah. Um uh, I mean, I, I don't know how many people entered in the categories that I was in, but uh you know, uh coming second. To... Huh?
1: Yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot in every category, yeah. really.
0: Well, um to win, you know, in two categories to me, is pretty interesting. Um,
2: I
1: think you were the only one that did that this year.
0: Yeah, well, you know, leave it to me.
1: (laughs) Leave it to you. Well, um, you know, and there were a good number of the playwrights that actually did show up, too, for the event. Um, Because, you know, for listeners, like, uh, the playwrights are from all over the state, and you know, so Pikeville is in Eastern Kentucky. Um, so, you know, a lot of people did have to drive several hours to be there.
0: Yeah. I drove a <laughs> few.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 think that just shows how important it is to playwrights to, you know, be recognized and also how much they enjoy having their work, um, read for an audience and just to see the response and you know did uh, did you get any response after uh it was over were people talking to you about your work
0: um yeah a few came up to me and you know I uh, had some interesting comments uh about how one you know one was sort of a a trial and uh somebody who i guess he had taken a couple years of law school, um, he came up to me and said that it was very realistic, the dialogue for that part of it, so.
1: Awesome, and, um, you you just must be very proud, and so,
0: um. Yeah, yeah, one of the readers, um, you know, the other, the other play, the full-length was, or, I'm sorry, the, no, not the full-length, the other one there, the one act. your one one act. yeah um she was one Mm -hmm. of the readers and she was telling so their play was about a guy who has ptsd and um she was telling me that uh reading the play kind of made her tear up because uh you know her her father or uncle or somebody has ptsd and you know she could relate to some of that so wow yeah it's uh it's interesting
1: it's always great you know when you're able to reach people yeah um through the art so you're writing, through your performance you know whatever aspect of the arts that you use but you know that's we just had a lot of amazing things happening recently and i'm glad that we can finally talk about them
0: yeah yeah well you know it's uh yeah it's pretty cool so, uh, speaking of performing, um, our guest this week is a, uh, songwriter.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, she is, um, from Kentucky, too. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that through her music and her songwriting, that she has also had these experiences of, you know, writing about, uh, something that people can relate to and I'm sure there's probably been a lot of people come up to her and say you know like this song really touched me or I could relate to this because right and yeah so so
0: so I I remember we were going to interview her quite a while ago but uh for some reason it didn't happen but um uh
1: college college is the reason because she is graduating (laughs) graduating from college um you know as we speak basically
0: yeah so i think what either she has graduated or she's going to in the next couple weeks yes
1: and in in this month of december so Hmm. um you know um
0: is it December? No, it's not yet.
1: It's not December yet, but you you know next week it will be. So right, yeah. <laughs> you know she she is either finishing finals or you know she's so close to the stage now.
0: Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what uh, her plans are beyond that.
1: I know. Um, well, I think it's great that even though um, she has musical aspirations. She also, you know, went on and finished her degree, and uh, we'll find out what that's in, and, you know, is it totally different than music or related to music? I mean, I don't know, but we will be finding out.
0: Yep. Uh, well, let's get to the interview and find out what Savannah has to say.
1: All right. Savannah welcome to backstory sessions we are so excited to have you as our guest today
3: yes thank you guys so much for having me so you're a singer songwriter um which came first for you singing came first for me I developed my songwriting skills I think from through love of listening through other artists and uh, playing but they followed shortly after just me writing about my life experiences and you know my day that's how it all started
1: <laughs> um so you singing came first like what age do you remember um singing the first song
3: well I have I have a vivid memory of me sitting in the back seat of my mom's car and her playing like CCR and stuff and I would just sing along at the top of my lungs and then um I would just put on shows for them here at the house. I'd find karaoke versions of songs and start singing. I think I was around maybe six to eight when I started doing all that.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. And CCR, huh? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Was my your, mama. You know, did you come from a musical family or just music enjoyers? That's what's
3: funny. Um, my mom and my dad can't sing at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my my grandfather he sang in church some and so did my dad's mom so all right so do you play instruments as well yes I play the guitar um learning how to play the fiddle right now not very good at it yet though <laughs> um and I actually started with the piano as the instrument I started with awesome so um, where did you grow up uh I've been born and raised here in Georgetown, Kentucky. I'm hoping that my musical ventures will take me um, elsewhere just so I can broaden my horizons and stuff. But yeah, I'm currently in Georgetown, Kentucky. So, what was it like in the
1: music scene in Georgetown? Did you have a lot of opportunities to uh, perform, contests, school events, that kind of
3: thing? Yeah, I would always participate in the talent shows at school. Um, I remember I would, me and my mom would go to different venues, and you know when I was underage, it's hard to sing at certain places when you're not 21 yet. <laughs> but I started. Um, there was this local venue that allowed uh, me to sing there when I was uh, 17, starting, and I sing there every Thursday, Tipsy Cow, and I think that really helped me out, and it helped um, other people hear me and get interested in what I was doing and what I had to offer. And then it kind of went from there. So when did you realize that you had a talent
1: with music?
3: Um, I think I enjoyed it so much that I never really thought of it like that. Like I was like, Oh, I just enjoy doing this. It's just one of the, like the things that I love to do. And I think it really just took like people coming up to me like, Oh my goodness. Like, who are you <laughs> for me to actually be like, wow, could I, could I actually do this for a living? <laughs> um,
1: and so what is it like, uh, like when you were going to school and um, you loved music so much and you're just starting to realize that, you know, people really like you. Um, did you then like share with any of your friends? Like, I, you know, I, this is what I want to be. This is what I'm gonna do.
3: Yeah, I think the first thing I wanted to do when I was young, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a doctor. Well, if you know what, I'm scared of needles anyway, so there was no way I was ever gonna do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, music was always my always my passion. Like I would participate in some of like the shows and anything to pick up my guitar. Like I was in choir, um, so just all sorts of that kind of stuff. I definitely was very verbal about it. I think my sophomore, sophomore year of high school, I think that's when I started being very vocal to my friends saying, I think that this is what I'm gonna, this is what I wanna do right here. This is what I'm gonna do.
1: <laughs> and were they, what was their reactions?
3: Oh, so many of my friends are so supportive. Um, some of my friends um, made a page. They're like, "We're Vanadine's fan page? <laughs> they would in high school, but it's not active anymore. <laughs> well
1: that still must have made you feel really good oh yeah
3: they they still to this day like all of my friends I grew up with they'll still come to my shows if they're close and watch me and I sometimes make them get up there with me (laughs) so
1: where did the songwriting uh what age did you begin with that
3: well I think I wrote my first one freshman year of high school when I got my heart broken and I was like you know what I'm just gonna write this song and um it's just the classic you know got my heart broke whatever but it, it was eight minutes long I was like I gotta work on that wow <laughs> no you'll really never broken. see the light of day that one is just in my notes and it is buried forever
0: <laughs> you're not gonna do eight. that one
1: Oh, eight minutes long so what I are mean, you what was the title i have to know oh
3: just so it was called so goodbye was like really i do remember like that,
1: that. you like the boy that
3: broke my heart or whatever and,
0: yeah. you know. Bobby's a no,
3: I, I found that like <laughs> songwriting is a great way for me to cope with anything in my life, not just like the negative, but also like the very happy moments in my life. It's always something that's good to write down. And I find myself sometimes like I'll be sitting at dinner and I'll just see see something or like one word will just click with me and I'll have to write it in my notes because I'm like, oh, that's a song right there. <laughs> I have to write that down.
1: So you are one of the people um, that has that gift of like knowing almost like a photographer, but you would, like, hear something and know
3: right off, like, that's a song? I, I can only hope that it would be. <laughs> Sometimes it takes me a while to get into uh, writing them. Sometimes it takes, you know, it could take a day. It could take a couple weeks. Sometimes it's six months before I ever finish a song. <laughs> uh, so
1: does it come to you um, mostly with hearing some lyrics, or um, do you find that when you hear those lyrics, like a melody pops in your head to go with it?
3: How yeah, it I um I find myself doing both. I sometimes have my melody before I have my words, but other times it's my words before my melody. Um, recently I've leaned more towards having my um words and having like and then creating a melody in my head before I try to write it on my guitar, just because um, sometimes I feel like I get stuck in certain patterns when I try to write um, my music first. So you said
1: that um, you started with piano. Did you start writing songs using piano as well?
3: <laughs> That's what's funny. I um, actually, no, I, I didn't, I just remember watching a, a commercial one day, and my mom, we paused the TV, but everyone was talking, I think it was like Thanksgiving, I was, might have been like nine or ten, and I went into the, our, we called it our piano room, because we just had a piano in a room, and I um just started playing the song that was played on the commercial, <laughs> this little riff, and so I was like, Mom and Dad were like, "Well, we're gonna put her in lessons." Well, lessons didn't go very far because I just refused to read music, and I would only, uh, I would only, I would like to listen and watch and then play it. And I just, <laughs> they got so mad at me because I wouldn't learn, um, the correct notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you still play by ear?
3: Yes, that's how I, uh, I, like to play the piano. I mean, it would be nice to learn. <laughs> I think I, I know a little bit more now since I've learned. I'm learning more instruments, but. Great. Um
1: So take us from, I know that you're, um, that you are in college. Um, so what made you like in your high school senior year, what are you thinking your future? Like, did you know always college was going to be the, the next step?
3: Yeah, I, I have to say, yes, I went and looked at several schools, one of the ones I did look at were um, Belmont in Nashville, because I knew that I wanted to take the music route, but also, I wanted to have something to fall back on, in case it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, right. and so, I was set on going there, and then I got offered a full ride to Georgetown College, so... I was like, well, I can't really (laughs) say no to that. So I ended up going to Georgetown College.
1: And so what did you major in for college?
3: I majored in, um, I have three more weeks left, which is crazy, and I'm graduated. Um, Communications and media studies with professional media, so like all the social media and marketing So, in reality, it's uh, really helped me learn how to market my music in a better way.
1: (laughs) So, I was going to ask you, I'm glad that that is the major, you know, at first I was thinking she's not going to say, you know, pre-med or something, (laughs) um, but what role does social media play uh, in being an independent artist?
3: I think that, I think it's very crucial in having a way to communicate to people who might not see a poster on a wall or something that you're going to be at a certain venue and where they can find you specifically, how you can tie your website into them. So you can put it in your bio and they can click on it and they can see all your dates. And honestly, it's also a way to, I feel like it's a way to get to know an artist better. I know people like only put, put what they want other people to see on there, but what I try to do is I try to be authentic and, be myself and um how do you
1: decide um like do you have a certain image that you're um consciously projecting uh, and so you uh make sure all of your posts are you know to your brand or are you more just like I'm going to post about my day I'm going to post about this or that um,
3: I think, can I say a little bit of both? <laughs> I sure. Um, I think that when, um, like throughout the, like during the week when I, cause my shows are usually on the weekends and that's, I usually start advertising like for my shows like a couple days before, like throughout that week. So those posts are more like, oh, like this is where I'm going to be, like creating a video, like something visually appealing to an audience's eye that would be like, oh, Wow, we need to go watch. But um, also, I do like to post like pictures of my dog and <laughs> my family.
1: So, <laughs> right. Um, are there certain things you you don't feel comfortable in sharing from your personal life? Um. Or are you just pretty open?
3: Um, I would say there's things like, I mean, certain like. Family relationship stuff. I I don't usually put all all that on my uh,
1: social media. Um. So how is how did you go about building your presence on social media? Did you start out? Uh, what was your first social media platform?
3: Um. So, I I've, I think Instagram. I have to say Instagram. I I had like a one account. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna create another one for my music, and then it ended up actually growing more than my my other one did. So <laughs> my um my mom had a my mom's helped me a lot. I'm very very thankful for my mom. You'll also find her all over my social media. She's awesome. <laughs> but um <clears throat> yeah, she's the one. She kind of advised me. She's like, yeah. She's like, we're just gonna start this music account, see how it goes. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, and yeah, it kind of just went from there.
1: <laughs> so, um, what was the big breakthrough moment in your career so
3: far? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I, I think there's a couple. I'd say that there's been a couple that have just been like, maybe not breakthrough, but definitely like more eye-opening, and have allowed me to make more connections. Um, I When I was 17, I got to, I did the Insta-Blinds um, for The Voice on Instagram, and I my video won, and so I got to go to California and audition through um, again, and I ended up making it, towards uh, like the last round before television. So I didn't actually make it to the television round, but um, it was a great experience. I met a lot of people and I wouldn't change that for anything. I was also 17, so I thought about doing it again, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> so uh,
3: um,
1: what was that like, I mean,
3: since you brought that up? It's very uh, interesting.
1: Uh, what was your video about? How did you make that? I think my video
3: was, it was just me singing karaoke in my basement and i was singing i want to say i was singing a johnny tash song okay and um i don't really know I've, if i'm being honest which you guys are think this is so funny my mom is the one that posted the video i didn't even know she did it <laughs> and then the next thing i know i have an email from the voice.
1: <laughs> Did you think like, maybe this is a scam or
3: something or well, she had admitted it after, after they chose it to be on the thing, she admitted it. But I was like, wow, that is just great. That is just a good story. Mom. Yeah, for sure. Like He's my, my number one supporter. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you flew to California
3: um, oh. and you met all kinds of other artists that were there as well. Yes. I, I got to sing in front of everyone that was auditioning that day, which was really, oh, it was probably one of the big like biggest crowds I had sing sing in front of at the age of 17. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so intimidated. It was a cappella on the microphone in front of everybody. And that was how they were determining who got to advance out of the three of us who made it from the Insta Blinds, which was, it was fun though. It was fun. Everyone supported everybody and really cheered each other on. Um, so, what was it like as far as your confidence
1: level? Was it confidence boosting, or, um, you know, did you compare yourself to others
3: as you were listening to everyone else? Or, yeah, you know, I, uh, like... I, I think it was, I think it was a confidence boost. I was very, very nervous before we got up there to sing because there was only three of us competing against each other in front of everybody. And, I mean, they are phenomenal. Like, they are super good. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so nervous. Like, But then at the end when we all got done and everyone, like, clapped and stuff. And the person that was judging us told us how good we all did. It, it was like, wow, this was, like, awesome. This was, like, such a good experience. And I'm so happy I came. I'm so happy I got over my fear of thinking that I'm going to mess up. <laughs> um, Did you – Meet anyone that you've stayed in touch with
1: or considered collaborating with?
3: Um, I it's been a it's been a, a year or two since I've talked um to the one person I ended up staying in touch with. We we're actually the ones that battled each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've done a co- We did a couple live um, Instagrams together, like videos and um so forth. But he 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 actually lives in California. <laughs>
1: So, have you um, co-written
3: a song,
1: or have you always just written uh, by yourself?
3: Well, I've written all of mine by myself, but I have helped. I have co-wrote for other people. And what is that experience like for you? Oh, it was something different. Let me tell you. I I've been I've always been so used to writing like just my own style, like my own way, and. I've always wanted to co-write with people though, and so when my one of my buddies texted me, they were like, "Hey, can we co-write? Can you help me with this song? Can we co-write it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." Um, it was since uh, one, his male. It was different trying to write from the guy's point of view as a female, but it was a challenge. And now I'm like, "Heck yeah, I like this. Let's let's do it again."
1: And <laughs> hmm. um, so what? Uh, what was this song about that you were
3: writing from the male perspective? Um, I believe we wrote one called um, "Mississippi" on you. So it's like tying in Mississippi to missing you, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting play on words. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, do you do
1: you like spend a lot of time with um titles?
3: um sometimes it's the first thing I have in my mind when I'm before I even like think of like oh what's the verse gonna sound like or the chorus but I've learned that it's a little bit harder to write that way sometimes you just have you're stuck on this one line you're like oh it has to be this when it honestly probably isn't gonna be that (laughs) Well,
1: I know that um, you have a song just released
3: called Bet
1: on Me. Is that what you're going to uh, play a little of for us today? Or yeah. A song.
3: Yeah. Do you all want me to play a little s- snippet now? Yeah, I'd love to. Matt, what do you think?
0: Yeah, sounds good to me.
3: What do you think in a verse and a chorus? Whatever I you think, that'd be great. Yeah. I didn't know how long you wanted me to go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> however long you want.
3: Unless we gong you, you yeah. know. If we don't <laughs> want we'll be like, okay, that's about <laughs> <enough>. the next question. <laughs> um, well, this one is called Ben on Me, and it's – um. A poker song, it's kind of like my take of, like, a poker song in a way. Well, poker terms in a song, I should say. Um, My family, well, my mom specifically, she grew up playing and gambling and stuff with her. Her dad taught her and stuff, so kind of inspired by that. But also telling a, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. I'll let the lyrics I'll let the lyrics speak for themselves. Wow, that's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was wow. great.
3: You gotta, I've been uh, so sick. I have been sick for two weeks. <laughs> All these allergies and cold weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I've been sick for about three, so. So, tell, well, uh,
1: tell that that song, Place Your Bet on Me. Well, I don't
0: gamble, so, you know. I mean, I play the lottery, <laughs> so. <laughs> um. <laughs> Tell us who some of your influences are. I'm curious. Because you were saying saying something about uh, singing CCR, so who else you got?
3: Yeah, I, um, let's say definitely, definitely Miranda Lambert when Mm -hmm. I was, especially when I was younger, growing up, um, it's actually, like, the person that I would put on my little fake concerts to, like, singing, I would be, like, singing her songs. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Karen Underwood, Carrie Underwood was also a big one growing up. Now I'd have to say, like, for writing and, like, style would definitely be Lainey Wilson. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I love her style of writing and what she, like, the stories behind her music and how she, like, conveys them, mm-hmm. like, through her music. Um, men-wise, um, definitely, 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 definitely love good old johnny cash <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like kenny chesney there's just there's just too many that is that question has always got me i'm just always yeah like, yes i have them. but also it's like it all changes it all changes sometimes it just depends on um exactly what i'm looking for <laughs> yeah
0: yeah understood so um uh how hard was it to transition from piano to guitar
3: um there was a pretty decent gap in between the two like i think i was only took piano maybe for a year i mean i would still like teach myself and sit at home but guitar i i didn't start i actually didn't start playing the guitar until i was i want to say 15.
0: oh okay yeah, so it was a, a few years, yeah. Hmm. Um so now you're learning to play the fiddle?
3: Yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm learning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's that going?
3: Yeah, I will not I will not show you guys that because it will
0: hurt <laughs> your ears. <laughs> right, how long have you been doing that?
3: Oh, just about four months
0: now. <laughs> oh, okay, so relatively well, totally. Recently, so um, all right. I mean, are you thinking you're just, it's just gonna be an extension of songwriting, or I mean, are
3: you... yeah, and and with like shows, I was thinking it'd be pretty cool to play this of so, my shows, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> um, are you so you're graduating college soon? I mean, what are your plans after that? I mean, are you gonna well... like move to Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what
3: a lot of people say huh?
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I um actually, I think well, I'm not gonna move make any drastic changes on moving anywhere mm-hmm. unless until I've built a name for myself right. um other places, but that's my goal i want I want to get my name out there. I want to travel with music and um, I just explore a little bit and see where my music can take me, especially in other states like Tennessee and Texas and Um, might have some things set up in Montana and stuff and Florida for sure. So I I don't know, just, just trying to get my name out there.
0: (laughs) So are you playing out around, uh, around town in Georgetown? Is that where you are?
3: I, I, there's a couple places in Georgetown that I, I play, but, um, Lexington is a big area. Well, Lexington and Louisville for me right now. I play a lot in Louisville and Lexington.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, Kat, what else you got?
1: So you you um, have won a songwriting contest and been to Nashville. So tell us about that experience. Uh, what song did you enter and
3: uh, what was it like to win? Well, I um, – the song that was entered was Get Me Every Time, and it's actually <laughs> – it's not out no no one's ever heard unless they've heard me play it live before (laughs) Hmm. um but yeah I don't know I was very 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 shocked I was my first year going um to the Josie's and I was like well I'm I just um one it was great to just meet people and I think that's honestly what I came into thinking I was like if anything this is just an awesome chance to make new friends and Maybe find people to co-write songs with and um expand on my knowledge a little bit more well, um I actually have to admit um I thought that when they called my name, I thought I didn't think it was because I had like won an award. I thought it was because the people were getting like recognized like the people in the all like the names that were in the category were all getting read. Mm-hmm. And so when I went up there and then they were like, well, you got to, you guys can, you guys can say something about, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my
0: gosh. Surprise.
3: But then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to say something.
0: Surprise.
3: <laughs> no, but I, I did, I got there, but it was, it was good practice because I was like, dang, I was like, from not knowing that I want something to. <laughs> No, but it was it was a great experience, and um, I had a lot of fun. I was very, very, very uh, proud, and my mom was very proud. Right before that, we had, there was like a raffle, and I actually won a guitar. It was the guitar I just played a second ago. Wow! But uh, I was in the bathroom, <laughs> and they called my number, so my mom had to go up there and get it. <laughs> <laughs> She had, it was so funny because they actually have a picture of her holding the guitar. And there wasn't.
2: <laughs> wow. That's funny.
3: <laughs> but no, I was uh, I was very um, humbled and honored to receive an award for my songwriting because, I mean, I do put a lot of hard work into it. And just to, for other people to see that, was kind of awesome.
1: So uh, how do you know, like, as you think over, you know, the next 30, 40, whatever years of your career, Um, how will you know when you've made it? Like, what is that benchmark or do you have
3: one yet? I don't, I don't, I don't think I have one because I think that, I don't think I'm ever going to (laughs) stop. You know, I don't know. I don't think that I'm ever going to be, there's always going to be something I can do better and achieve that's higher than, um. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I don't I don't I feel like I wouldn't even have one. I feel like I'm just gonna keep going and keep going until I just can't anymore. I guess. Hmm.
0: So do you do you think about like playing the Opry and all that?
3: Oh yeah, well that's where those awards were. um The the Josies took place at the Grand Opry the second night, and I won my award the first night, so I actually didn't get to stand on the stage, but a lot of people did when they accepted their awards they got to stand on the stage at the Green Opry, and mm. i mean i was sitting there thinking i was like oh my gosh this is a dream like i just want to i want to sing up there like I actually i want to sing up there i gotta i gotta at least get to that goal yeah,
0: there, you go. there you go there's one
3: <laughs> all right you need to meet alex miller
1: do you do you already know alex oh that sounds so familiar
3: we we've had him on the podcast. Yeah, he so, was on
0: um, Idol too, I think, wasn't he? can
3: Yes. Okay. That name. Yes. I I believe I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, it was very interesting uh, always to talk to young artists and see what their dreams are and um, I I guess so. I I've asked this question to like a lot of different people, but. You know, what are three songs that like personally you know mean something to you? And and it could be, you know, whatever. Um but just three songs that just um will always have a something, some kind of
3: special hey. to you. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would say um we dared the lightning My mom used to, would listen to it um, all the time in the car <laughs> <laughs> and then um house built me because that was one of the first songs that I ever sang when I was younger mm-hmm. and um... Pressure's on when there's only I one. Know, uh, <laughs> I'm actually like gonna scroll on my playlist. Right <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, shoot, I'm just gonna say one that means a lot to me now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the song "What Are You On Fire About?" But um, it's by Ashley Cook.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you know that is a good question. Uh, even if it's a song title, uh, what are you on fire about as you get ready to graduate from college? And
3: I think know, I wow, am just so world. excited to. I don't. I feel like yes, I've started my life, like I'm living. But I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like my life is just starting. Um, I feel like that there's just so many opportunities that now that I'm not like tied down to like having to sit at class and I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. I mean, you know, I've enjoyed my college time, but, um, just not having that responsibility of school, it comes with other responsibilities. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, I think that I'm just very excited and I'm looking forward to what. Um, not being in school and what my music career has to offer.
0: Well,
1: certainly it has been a very interesting interview and <laughs> I love this song that you performed for us. So um, for the listeners, if they want to hear more of you, uh, where do we need to
3: direct them? Yeah, so um, Instagram... Um, Vanadine um music and Facebook is Vanadine Reeves Music. So it's all it's all almost the same. <laughs> I tried <laughs> I tried at least, you know how sometimes they just don't let you keep your name. Yeah. But then um my my uh website is Fannadeen um music as well. Awesome. So. Yeah, well all the streaming platforms. <laughs>
1: Hmm. great well we hope to uh you know have you back as a guest uh, in a year or so and see how the real world and adulting and all of that like your new
3: life um <laughs> life after college <laughs> that would be awesome i really appreciate you guys thank you so much for having me i um i hope i, I hope i little a little. a little, um...
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, this interview has been like a year more in the making, because yeah. we, I think we had tried to get you on like a long time ago, and for yeah. whatever reason we couldn't work it out, but uh, yeah. now you're here. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed talking to you
2: guys.
3: Yeah, you as well. Likewise.
0: Come back anytime and see us. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at IWritePlease at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at Gmail.com, or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.